Hello and welcome to the Motivation Method podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and the Motivation Masterclass found at trinitytransformation.co.uk. In today's episode, we're going to discuss the five biggest dieting industry lies. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's Motivation Method podcast. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the five biggest lies that we have picked out in the dieting industry. Now, there's loads and loads of misinformation out there, to be honest. There's loads and loads of things to mislead people, but we're going to try and focus on these biggest things. So, Ben, first of all, what's your number one lie of the dieting industry? Um, I'm trying to pick now. I've got a list of five here. Uh... I think the the biggest thing generally in the dieting industry it's a lie is any the idea that you can take something you can have some sort of external thing that you put into your body and that that's magically going to replace the need to eat healthy or do exercise. So what I'm talking about now is like slimming shakes, slimming snacks, fat binding pills or any other supplement or any other kind of magic magic substance which claims that if you take it then you're going to get all the results you would from a healthy lifestyle. Yeah, I agree. Like slim fast, um, fat burning pills. We well, some of you may have seen our Facebook live in Boots the other day. We went through a load, but there's a load of um, there's a load of different shakes, load of different pills, load of different like snack bars, load of different products. Like, what did you? What was? What was the most shocking thing you thought? I know we we had a lot of revelations looking at those products. We knew they weren't great, but when we looked at them, we were really quite shocked. Yeah, I mean, before we'd looked at those products, I think both of us kind of knew that these approaches don't work, these slimming shakes, pills, you know, all of these type of things. But I'd never actually looked at these products myself. I'd never looked at them and thought, you know, like, what is that? What is actually in this? Is this actually a good idea or is this not? So when I invested the, when we investigated the ingredients that were in these things, I was pretty shocked. One of the, one of the most shocking ones that when, when we looked at SlimFast, I would think SlimFast would have you know, it would be it would be a decent product. I would have thought they put some effort into it and they thought, you know, what do people need if they're going to lose weight by having some kind of slimming drink? But when we looked at it, it was essentially skim milk powder with, I think it had sugar added to it. So like skim milk powder with sugar added to it with flavoring. That was it. It was just, it was just milk, dried out milk enhanced with sugar. And then you just rehydrate it with water and you're just drinking milk with sugar in it. And that's that was it. And then this claims to be a product which which slims you. But the only way it actually works, I think were you looking at the website earlier, Rob? Um how do you how do you how did you use it? I think I have it here actually. Yeah, I have it still up. So how it works. I'm got I'm on the Slim Fast website right now, and it says uh, how it works here. So here's what you do. You pick three snacks a day. It's nice, they've got these numbers, three, two, one, so obviously. It's not too complicated. Three snacks a day, which says those snacks can be coincidentally slim fast snacks or fruit or veg. Then you get two meal replacements. So you can have two slim fast meals. Again, coincidentally, their own meals, or you can have shakes or bars. So the only meal replacement you can have are their thing. And then you have one balanced meal a day, which is a delicious 600 calorie meal, apparently. Um, so you get to eat one real meal and then you have 
two meal replacements, which is a bar or a shake, and then you get three snacks, which are either slim fast sh- snacks or fruit and veg. So what do you reckon of that, Ben? Well, first of all, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what I do like about it. I want this to be a balanced review. It would be very easy for us to just come on here. We are, obviously, we run our own fitness company. It would be very easy for us to just come on and say everything else in the whole industry is shit. And that our thing is the best. Yeah, and that true. you should buy ours. So I'm not going to do that. I'm going to avoid doing that. And I'm going to have a look at it. I, what, what I do like on here is it says drink at least two liters of water per day. Always good advice. Water is great for you. It will make you healthier. It will be good for your energy levels. It's going to help you burn more fat. Um, I like that tip. Second tip I like is it says get get active. Exercise could help you reach your goal. I'd probably reword that, but exercise will help you reach your goal because it definitely will. But it's a good tip. They've got some good tips on there. Um, now, what I would not think is, is good, I think just fundamentally what was in those shakes is... It, it's just nothing special. You could do the slim fast plan without having to ever buy slim fast. That's what I'd first say. If you're thinking about trying slim fast, if you, you know, you're still convinced at this point that you do want to use slimming shakes and slim fast in order to lose weight. What you could do, I could suggest for you instead, don't worry about the slim fast snacks. Step, step one, just eat three pieces of fruit and veg a day. Again, another good tip. Number step two for the two meal replacements you're supposed to have, instead of having slim fast, just drink two glasses of milk. That's that's pretty much going to cover it for you. Yeah. <laughs> Two big pints of milk, and then number, and then have your one balanced meal. Overall, though, my concern is that's not going to add up to many calories. You're supposed to have a 600 calorie meal. I don't know how many calories are in a slim fast shake. Still, I think it's about 200, if I remember correctly. I might find out. Yeah, have I a can. look. Hang on. Uh, which one do we want? Protein meal replacement shake mix. High protein meal replacement shake. And I don't know why they've called this high protein as well, because it is, it's just milk. But there's 200 calories in it. So the total amount of calories in a SlimFast diet, if we have three pieces of fruit, let's go for the highest piece of calorie pieces of fruit we can have. Bananas are pretty high. They're like 100 calories each. So 300 calories from bananas, 400 calories from shakes. We're on 700 plus 600. We're only, you're only getting 1,300 calories of, of, of food in per day. And then they're also saying you need to exercise in order to reach that goal. I'd just be concerned that that's not too much food not that much food especially if you have three pieces of veg as well let's say you have some like carrots or broccoli or something which has no calories in it you could be eating a thousand calories a day or 1100 calories a day and my concern with that is that having that low calories is going to affect your metabolism and you're going to struggle to stick to that aren't you yeah you're going to get hungry and your metabolism is going to slow down so it's probably the kind of thing you can stick to for a short period of time lose some weight fast and then you're inevitably going to decide you want to eat normal food and stop drinking slim fast shakes every day. And then you're kind of, you're kind of lost. You're going to put the weight back on again because then you've gone from eating a thousand calories a day doing the slim fast way of doing things to maybe up to 2000 calories a day, like the recommended amount for a female or 2,500 calories. If you're a guy, um, suddenly you're going to, you're going to balloon back up. All that weight's going to go back on. That would be my review of that. They've got some healthy tips on there. Ultimately, though, I think it's the slimming shakes are nothing special. They're not magic. And the calorie target is a little bit too low. I would say significantly too low for most people. If it's like a thousand calories, like our average clients on 1700 calories to start their fat loss off and they see good results. So you're basically having almost half of what we would give people on average. Why do we keep those calories so high as well, Rob? 
go through that one. Yeah, so I think there's this big misconception that because the good news is people are, are now cottoning on to the fact that the secret to losing weight is eating in a calorie deficit, like eating less than um, than you burn every day. So eating less food than your body's using every day. So you have to tap into those fat stores and burn them for energy. And that's how you lose fat. But there's this misconception that if you do more of that, if you have a bigger calorie deficit, if you eat even less, then you might lose more weight. And that's not the reality. Like, that's just a misconception in my eyes. Um, because there's a point, there's like a tipping point. There's an optimum amount where if you eat a bit less, then than you use every day, then you will burn fat. But if you think you can eat loads less, what tends to happen is you just tend to starve yourself. As Ben said, it will mess your metabolism up. And this is a compensation. Your body will slow down your metabolism because it goes, there's no food coming in. And that's not really very good because then you end up slowing your metabolism down. It becomes harder and harder to lose fat. The minute you eat normally again, you'll gain loads of weight. And it's very hard to just stick to mentally. Like if you're having to eat a thousand calories a day, you're going to do that for a little bit, lose a few pounds and then say, screw this. This is, this is like unsustainable. It's rubbish. I'm not enjoying myself. I can't eat any of the foods I like. And then you're just going to end up eating a ton of food and probably putting all the weight on you've lost again. So that's why we go for this small calorie deficit rather than what a lot of these extreme diets do, which is an extreme calorie deficit to try and get great results in four weeks or eight weeks that they can put on their website, that they can put on their testimonials page. And then they leave you fucked. I'm getting the expletives in today. They leave you fucked afterwards and you're just going to regain all the weight because um, your metabolism's, metabolism is so slow. The minute you just eat it normally again, the weight will pile back on and probably more as well because you've starved yourself. So that is why I wouldn't recommend that. And another thing, I don't know what you think, Ben, but I would I would rather just, just move my camera. I'd rather eat a pro, like have a protein shake twice a day than have these slim fast shakes because they're basically powdered milk and sugar. And at least a protein shake is going to be a bit more filling and probably cheaper. And it'll have less sugar in it. Yeah. Protein shake is better for you. It's probably cheaper as well because the Slim Fast is not in a very big packet. But you can get like a huge bag of protein from my protein or bulk powders for not very much money. Um, I can't think. Oh, yeah. What you were saying before about... Um, it, it's kind of a trap you get stuck into with these low calorie diets. Any approach with low calories is a very dangerous trap and a slippery slope for people because you take someone who's looking to lose weight and is kind of desperate to see results. They want to see results fast. They start whatever program it is, um, which uses a low calorie approach, and they do see really fast results. As you said, they might see really fast results over a four week period, but because of the damage it's done to their metabolism, their results then stop. But then in that situation, they say to themselves, okay, so looking back over the last four weeks, or like let's say they get eight weeks in and they've not seen any results over those second four weeks. They say looking back over the last um, four weeks, eight weeks, which what approach worked? And then it, they'll say to themselves, the low calorie approach worked. That's where I lost the most weight. So then they, they either assume they need to do less calories, so they follow the same kind of approach again with less calories, or they just switch to another approach which has less calories again. Like we get people um, who come to us and then they say like, we give them a calorie target and they're like, there's no way I can lose weight on that many calories because I've been sticking to 1200 calories a day for the last six months and I haven't been losing weight. So you get stuck into this trap where you think that you need to be in low calories and you need to continuously push them lower in order to see results because that is something that has given you results in the past when 
The reality is, if you took a sustainable approach and used higher calories, you're probably going to see slower results at first. Not necessarily. Some people do see fast results, but you may see slower results at first, but that's really the way to see results long term. Yeah, and that, and that approach that people say, oh, it worked initially, the first four weeks it worked, they lost this weight. The reality is that approach was never going to actually work. That approach would have worked for a few weeks because it's a starvation diet, but it was never, ever going to work longer term. Like it was a, it was de destined to fail from day one because it was a starvation approach. Like that is one of the biggest industry lies is like, as I've talked about loads of times in this podcast, like my girlfriend's aunt who I was speaking to recently, her friend was saying to me on the sofa, oh, I've, I've been doing this diet and that diet, but what I've heard is the ultimate number, like the optimum number for a woman to eat is 1200 calories. And that's just a number pulled out of thin air. That's also a, probably a starvation diet for 90% of women, unless you're four foot five, that's gonna be a starvation diet for you. So it was never gonna work. And I think this is the big thing. It was like, just because it worked for four weeks doesn't mean it was ever gonna work long-term. And I think this is a big, another big misconception is that these things focus on these short-term results so they can put them on their website, put them on their social media, lure us in, because we all want quick a quick result. Like. Everyone, if, if we were told, oh, you could go and uh, slave away for 10 years or I could give you a million pounds in a holiday now, you go, I'll probably take the million pounds a holiday now. We all want this quick result. Yeah, definitely. And these diets kind of prey on that. They know you want the quick result. They'll get you a quick result, but they'll screw you up long term and they won't give you a, a, any results long term. Yeah, and I think now, if you um, if you make, I was thinking about this earlier, if, you, if the pro transformation pictures you see that have like a before picture and an after picture, if you had a before picture, an after picture, and then like an after after picture, six months down the line, I guarantee that a lot of people would, they'd go from, you know, they'd lose a couple of stone before to after, and then you go down another six months down the line and they're back to the before picture. They've just put the weight all back on again. But yeah, yeah no, and that, nobody's going to show common. that part. Nobody wants to show that part. No, that's what everyone needs to see, but that's not really what we do see. Now, did you want to um, did you want to answer the one question that we had pop up? I saw you. Uh, I was going to do it. You notice it. Go on. Sarah Blackburn says in the uh, Facebook comments, "What is your favorite brand? Favored brand of protein shake? I have a diet away from my protein. Is it any good? I think my protein generally is is pretty good. It's good. It's very low cost. Um, I think with protein, it's just it's mainly it's just it's not very complicated stuff either. It's just like a byproduct of milk. So." don't think you need to spend hundreds and hundreds of pounds on some fancy protein shake the my protein stuff will will do you completely fine i think i've used my protein and bulk powders probably for like i used those for about six years consistently never really had any problems with them saw good results with whatever training i was trying to do for me they worked absolutely fine um another brand we recommend is awesome supplements which i don't know I just, I, I think they're pretty good. Taste-wise, good. Um, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but the quality, I feel like the quality is a little bit better, blends a little bit better, tastes a bit better, supposedly a bit better quality product. Um, so yeah, they're the ones we, we would recommend. But yeah, I, I would just also, I tend to just go for the normal protein, unless you have a reason you're going for the, like, the diet way or stuff like this. They're generally just ways, to, in my opinion, to make a bit more money. Um, I used to buy all the variants of supplements thinking I'd get better results. Think that I might be able to beat Ben in the gym if I bought this special version of the protein or whatever. Um, but really the diet way will just have slightly less calories in. If that's really important to you, then that might be worth having. 
but mostly it's going to be the most basic version of the supplements that is all you need so you can just get i think it's impacts whey from my protein maybe it's pure whey from bulk powders they all have kind of confusing names which is a bit frustrating but um generally the most basic one is fine unless you're like lactose intolerant or you have another good reason to avoid that that's what i would go for anyway yeah i'd go for the just cheap and cheerful whey protein used to be called impact whey protein i think oh have they changed the name now i don't know i've got no idea but <laughs> i just remember it used to be impact whey protein yeah like yeah bag with impact whey protein written on it yeah we brought enough of that in our time um and the one thing i wanted to point out was there is a difference between a lot of these cheap powdered blends well they're cheap but they actually charge a lot like slim fast and like basically if you go to boots almost all of the diet powders in there they say they're high in protein but in reality when me and ben looked through them the other day almost all of them are skim milk powder which is like a cheap even cheaper version so that whey protein which is what a protein shake typically is is like a it's a part of milk but it's not all of it it's the higher protein bits so they remove that and then powder that and that's quite a good supplement because it's uh, low in milk sugars, it's low in it's low in pretty much everything except for protein, which keeps you very nice and full for longer. And um, it's generally just quite a good good snack, a good shake. These other powders, they tend to just take the cheapest thing they can, which is just like a milk, turn it in, don't process it, just make it into powder. And then they put that powdered milk in, they might bulk it out with some sugar so it tastes better. And um, that tends to be what we found in Boots. So I would say if you're gonna do one of these, if you're going to replace your meals, which I probably wouldn't recommend, I'd probably just go for a protein shake. Or you can use, um, what was it called? The other product we said that's not so bad as a meal replacement. It's not really Huel. a thing we like. It's yeah, Huel. Huel, I, swear, I think there's another one, but Huel is, is the one that comes to mind. H-U-E-L. H-U-E-L. I think it's supposed to stand for like human fuel. But that's basically, um, whereas SlimFast is kind of like, it's got the protein from the milk powder, and then they've added sugar for carbs. In the Huel, at least they use, I think they use brown rice and oats and peas maybe as the carbs in the shake. So it's not gonna be, it's not packed with sugar basically, which is a little bit healthier for you. They've also put some good fats in there, vitamins and minerals and some protein. I mean, the idea of it is that you like replace, you can replace all of your meals with Huel apparently and you'll be fit and healthy. But I don't know whether I believe in just drinking a giant load of like, mixed powder drink it, it just seems i don't know it creeps me out a little bit i like my food i like to just cook and eat normal food i don't really even take protein shakes these days i just eat like just plates of food that's pretty much it i know as long as you know how yeah and either there's neither way is wrong taking protein shakes is not wrong um not taking protein shakes also fine it just as long as you're making that work for you the key is that you know how much food how much protein you need to put into your body and then you just achieve that with whatever food or shakes you put into your body then you're going to see results and you need to know why it's working like i think that's my big take on this is like mm. just taking these things and thinking like unless you plan on doing this forever which i'm guessing you probably don't like taking slim fast forever having protein shakes twice a day forever whatever it may be it's quite an expensive thing to get into for a start um but unless you plan on doing it forever then you've got to really understand why you're doing it and why it's working so you can still make things work in the future you can still keep the weight off in the future even if it's not by doing that thing so like i will have a protein shake every now and again because i've actually understand how much protein i need and some days i go i don't think i've taken in enough protein or i know it will fill me up for a few hours and i'm not gonna have a meal for a few hours so if you know why to take it i think that's a big thing like 
actually getting educated on this stuff is really useful because then you can, as me and Ben said the other day, when we were going through all these products in Boots, we could immediately see, and I have no doubt a lot of our clients could immediately see, this is a load of rubbish. This is also a load of rubbish. This might work for this reason. This might work for that reason. That thing's not good. And you can immediately just not get caught out by all the marketing because the marketing's really good on these products. There's a, yeah. I feel like there's probably a huge profit margin on them because they're not very, they're very cheap actual ingredients and they you have to buy loads to do the plans. Um, so they can afford to market the hell out of them, put all these words on that's really convincing. Like, I don't know if you saw my Instagram post the other day, Ben, I saw a new protein bar the other day. What was that? Yesterday, in the uh, in the dodgy corner shop around the corner. Yeah. <laughs> just It just got robbed again. It seems to get robbed like every day. <laughs> Some guy had just robbed a load of alcohol from the counter um, <laughs> yeah. whilst I was in there. It was London life for you. But um, there's a special K bar and it said like protein in massive letters. So I was like, oh, maybe this is okay. Yeah. I looked at it. It's like three or four, maybe five grams of protein. In the whole bar. And then like all sugar. <laughs> Oh, they just—I like, think they've cottoned on that if they just write protein in massive letters on stuff, as long as it has some protein in, I bet they're allowed to do it. Mm. It's like it's, it's like low fat, like it's just another yeah. another one of those marketing terms that people jump on board with, like oh it's protein, therefore it's good. Therefore it's the new version it's of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's position you're saying where you actually you don't, you kind of just don't know whether things are good and you just kind of take them and hope that they work. I've definitely been in that position as well. So if you're listening to this and thinking like, we're just kind of, you know, poking fun at people who are stuck in this position. I've been there. I've I've been the guy who's taking nine protein shakes a day and just thinking that if I take protein shakes, I'll build loads of muscles and I will lose loads of fat because I'm taking protein shakes, not not knowing what, what was even in them, what was good, how much protein I needed to take why I was taking them, I was just like, you know, I've seen a bodybuilder on the internet who takes protein shakes. Therefore, if I take them, I'll look like him. But I learned and the big shift I made that I was saying when we were in Boots looking at different products, I'm on the Boots website now, um, is to not trust the front of any product ever. Because the front of a product, if you look at a product, the front of it is what the manufacturer has put on there to try and convince you to buy it. That's just like, you know, that's what they're, they're saying is in it and what they're telling you that it's going to do. So if we, for example, we've got on boots now, uh, the protein world slender blend, the front of the pro package of this whey protein, which is essentially just the protein shake, looks amazing, looks beautiful. It's yellow. It's got really nice branding on it. It looks delicious. And it's called the slender blend. So they're, they're convincing you here that by taking this protein shake, this one is going to make you lose weight. And that's why this is in the diet and weight management section in boots. And then you have something like maxi muscle protein, which is essentially exactly the same thing. Same with like my protein with bulk powders. They're exactly the same thing, but they're just not marketed as being a slender blend. Whereas if you take those things, like whatever it is, um, impact whey protein from my protein. Um, what was the other one? I've completely forgotten the name. Bulk powders. You you'll still you can still lose as much weight as you can on the. Um, protein world kind of stuff but it's just the way it's marketed this one you can now charge more for it by saying that it's a slimming product basically so I would always go by the back of the packet have a look on the back of it look what's actually in it pick up the two products side by side take the, the slim fast take away take a protein shake have a look at the back of it have a look which one's got the most protein in have a look which one's got the most sugar in have a look at you know how much money are you paying for per 100 grams of it 
and make an informed decision about any food, always look at the back of the packet because the back of the packet tells you what's actually in the food, not what the manufacturer is telling you is actually in the food. If that makes Agreed. sense. Agreed. Oh, definitely. Definitely, definitely read the packet and learn how to read that. And that's one thing we do teach all our clients. I think it's very important. It's just empowering because then you're not in this confused position anymore where you're like, I don't really understand dieting or losing weight or fat loss. So I'll just follow random plans and slimming clubs or shake diets or whatever. We have a couple of questions. We do answer these questions. Yeah, you do one, I'll do the next one. All right. Abigail Millington says, I've just been looking at the new online app, uh, new online slash app. Um, we got the email about yesterday. Can you track food in it like MyFitnessPal or do you use it in harmony with MyFitnessPal, please? Good question, Abigail. Um, so the new Trinity lifestyle app is to be used in harmony with MyFitnessPal once you get onto the stage where you're tracking because we're never gonna do as good a job as MyFitnessPal of creating a, a, tracking, a tracking app. Ben and I started using MyFitnessPal, I don't know, seven years ago, six years ago. 2009 maybe 2010 eight years ago wow okay a long time ago when it was a, when it first came out and um, they've developed it ever since it's really good it's really effective the app is to be used in harmony so what the app will bring is well a it'll tell you which nutrition targets to follow because my fitness pal will give you ones which are honestly not very good um they don't really work they're they're don't, not based off enough data um, so it'll give you better nutrition targets to actually follow. It'll tell you how to change them when things aren't working. And also, um, it will give you weekly video coaching every single week, like we're talking about here, but, um, through a structured course, it will give you the ability to track everything you do. So your workouts, your nutrition, your mindset works so every time you do something for that every day to build these healthy habits, you can track, uh, tick them all off and it will give you points and score you for those to track your consistency. And then it will also come with, well, it does come with, someone's just signed up something, <laughs> come with a load of workouts um, for all levels. So novice, intermediate, advanced level workouts, even more advanced workouts for muscle building and fat loss with full kind of exercise breakdown. So it gives you everything you need to use in harmony with MyFitnessPal to see all the results you want. And there are recipes coming to it as well very, very soon. So basically it should have everything you need, Abigail. Um, uh, yeah, our lowest price yet. What I would compare it to is uh, if you think of my fitness pal as like uh, a piano, for example, it's a very powerful thing. It's got the potential to do some beautiful things. It tracks calories. If you if you use it correctly, you're going to make beautiful music in the terms of a in in the case of a piano. But the app is going to tell you what to actually do with that thing. It's like having the music lessons, which tell you which keys to press, when to press them how hard to press them, in what order to press them, in order to get the achieved, the desired result. You could you could get my fitness power, you could track foods all day long. If you're tracking the wrong foods, aiming for the wrong kind of targets, not pairing it up with the right exercise plan, you could just track stuff all day, track stuff incorrectly, and not get any results from it. So it teaches you how to actually avoid wasting your time fumbling around with my fitness pal and not seeing any results in the mirror. So Definitely. a question from Harkit here. Harkit is uh, one of our Trinity Tribe members. Long-standing member, big name in the Trinity Tribe. I picked up some bread in Sainsbury's the other day that had high protein written on it, but I compared it to their own brand, normal branded English muffins, and the muffins have more protein than the bread. 
Shocking. It's all marketing. It is all marketing. Everything's about money. Everybody's trying to get money out of you by exploiting the fact that you maybe want to lose weight or change your body. And they're saying, if you take this thing, you will lose weight and you, you'll change your body. If you buy this bread for 20 pence more than the normal bread and it's got protein in it, then you'll lose weight. That's that's what they're buying into. But as Harkit's done, don't believe the hype. Look at the back of the packet. This is one of the things we teach our members. This is why Harkit knows when she goes in the shop, she's got to pick up the bread, turn it around, look at the back of the packet, make an informed decision based on what she's seen because she has that knowledge there to know which of these products is going to be better and which is going to help her get results. And then she can make that choice and get the results she wants. Awesome. And that's not uncommon. That, like I've seen that kind of thing loads. And it just, as Ben said, I think that's a great shout. Um, like what you, like you said, Ben, the low fat used to be the thing they slapped on every product because that meant it was healthy. Now they're just slapping protein on everything. Exactly. You get protein. And I'm not sure what the rules now. are. Protein Snickers, Protein Mars bars. I looked at Protein Yorkie yesterday. They're Protein Cereal as well. Protein Yorkies, Protein Cereals. There'll be Protein Crisps next. There'll be Protein everything. There are Protein Chips. Quest Quest made them ages ago. Oh, it's it's mad. Just don't believe it, basically. Protein is uh, protein's good for you, but you, know, you don't need to buy Protein everything in order to do well at life. It's not the answer. Like It's not the sole answer either, just like low-fat. No, it's not the answer. It's it's probably slightly better to have more protein, um, but most of these products, as Harkit said, are bogus anyway. And as I found with the Special K bar, so they're not really the answer. So what have we covered? I mean, Slip. we had a we had a plan, and then we've kind of gone away the show. Slimming shakes for thirty minutes. <laughs> well, you guys are going to be in for a two and a half hour podcast at this rate. My phone keeps telling me it's uh, the storage is nearly full as well, so we'll see if it uh, if it implodes at some point. But so far, do, oh god, I'm on still the, going. I'm still on the Boots website, looking through all the products here, and it's just there's so much stuff I want to talk about here. But we literally would be here all day. Well, we could do that as a, yeah, another podcast, maybe. We've we've got women's best branch chain amino acids here as a product. Okay, go on, go <laughs> into that. Just. Uh, I used to think branched chain amino acids were the product you had to take all the time because I saw a fitness model taking them and telling me that if I took these, I was going to build more muscles, I was going to get leaner, and I was going to look better. Not, I mean, what, what I didn't realize is that branched chain amino acids are literally just a collection of different amino acids, which are found entirely, all of them are found in whey protein anyway. So if you take whey protein, you've already got all your branched chain amino acids into your system and then it's this other product that people tell you you need which you then take on top of it and your body doesn't need these additional amino acids that you've taken it just it doesn't have many uses it's just and then it's really expensive as well and it tastes terrible it's just another example of a product which is just designed designed to uh make money from you i think this is something that's a trend i'm seeing recently is all of these products like branch chain amino acids used to be things that were just marketed towards men, bodybuilder men. First of all, it was just bodybuilders, like the big meathead guys you see in the gym with like string of vests on. Then they got, then they'd like, you know, companies like MyProtein or whatever. I'm not saying these companies are bad. They just produce every single supplement under the sun and it's up to you to choose, to choose what you need. Some people probably do benefit from these things, but some are better than others. But then they kind of cottoned on that young men like myself and Rob would probably like to drink protein shakes. And there was a phase, there was a shift, transition period where people went from not having protein shakes, it was just a bodybuilding thing, 
So now every guy I know probably has a tub of protein shake in one of their cupboards. And the shift now is people making women's versions of all these men's protein shakes. So as that is a, men's like this. Yeah, that used to be like marketed towards men and now marketing the same products towards women. So as a woman now, it's very important that you watch out and that you educate yourself and you be wary of not falling into the trap of just spending tons of money on supplements you don't need. So always research everything before you buy it. Find out whether it's good, whether it's useful for you or not. Um, we have a very short and simple list of supplements we recommend to our clients, uh, which are not very many because you really don't need very many. Have you got the um, fat binding pills? Can you find them on your Boots website? I'm trying to. Hang on. Uh, where are we now? Weight management it'll be in. Muscle and strength, protein, weight loss and whatever this says. Because these are literally the uh, I'm stuck the, in the epitome powder. of the lifestyle, the, and the magic pill uh, metaphor, whatever it is. Here we are, diet and weight management. So, oh, there's a lot of stuff. The Celebrity Slim Starter Pack. It's just too much. It's I'm like a kid in a candy store. Um, no, they haven't. There's not many weight management pills coming up here. There's one here. X XLS XLS Medical Max Strength. Those are the ones. Hunger Buddy. This one's called. There's XLS Medical Strength Hunger Buddy and there's XLS Medical Fat Binder. And there's Appetite Reducer. These sound just these just sound dangerous to me. XLS Medical Max Strength. We can go well, this one. You know when we were in Boots the other day and that lady messaged us <laughs> saying that her friend took those <laughs> fat binders and then did she shit herself in bed? She shit the she, bed, yeah. Literally, literally. Shit I shouldn't be out. laughing at that, but that's like that product is just that's not right. That your body is not happy if you're in bed and you're shitting out all this fatty, horrible. I can't even imagine. Um, so now, this yeah. is as Ben said earlier, though. This like if you are taking these things and you're watching this, we're not laughing at you. We're laughing at the fact that someone has made this product and thought that it's like okay to sell it to people. That's not. That's yeah. It's like it again. The marketing is very good. But yeah, Ben, what were you going to say? So this product, you have to, you don't take this during pregnancy or breastfeeding. You Probably must consult your healthcare professional before taking it. If you're diabetic, uh, you'll have to adjust your medication to avoid hypoglycemic attacks. If you're hypersensitive to grapes, corn, or their derivatives, you can't take it. Or if you have any other medical condition. So first of all, anything with a list of things that, that you shouldn't take, shouldn't take it in all of these situations. I think just it just doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, I can't even find out what's in this product either. It's just not not good. But the point is, like, whether look at the product, back of the box, yeah, but yeah, whether the fat binding pills work or not, regardless of if you shit the bed or not. Let's say you're prepared to put plastic sheets on the bed. <laughs> and do that if you're if you're really up for losing weight at all costs oh I've, I've figured it out now the point is if you're not going to be able to stick to it like if you're if you're not going to be able to like so i think i worked out it was 160 pounds for 12 weeks which is the dose they recommend i think it's that much maybe 180 pounds to take those ones ben's going to talk about in a minute 12 weeks if, hang on uh one month is 43 pounds yeah there you go 160 odd pounds if you're not planning on taking these for the rest of your life to to moderate your weight, then they're never really going to keep your weight off. 
so it's going to be very expensive like if you did that for the rest of your life it's probably like 20 30 40 50 grand probably more actually maybe 100 grand just to moderate your weight so again we want to focus on this short-term goal we want to get this quick fix but if you're the type of person that's had your weight go up and down and up and down and up and down and up and down you're probably fed up with that by now you're probably fed up of constantly having to worry about your weight constantly having to worry about food constantly having to stress out about what you're eating and your weight and trying to manage it trying to cover it up trying to wear big baggy clothes and you probably actually want a solution that would get you in shape and keep you in shape i imagine and like these quick fixes are never going to be that solution because you're going to have to take them for the rest of your life if you want the weight to ever stay off so whether it's a fat binder whether it's a shake diet whether it's anything like this if you don't foresee yourself doing it for the rest of your life the results are ever only ever going to be temporary and therefore it's not really going to work out very well for you if you want to actually lose the weight keep it off and be happier and healthier and live your love live and love your life to the fullest probably not the answer now ben did you did you get any uh, yeah I've, I've read how this works now. it's creeping it's creeped me out it's <laughs> it's it's not it's just it's not good it's basically it reduces the calorie intake from the food you eat so you still eat the normal amount of food you still eat all of your you know your three meals a day you can still eat kebabs and chips and pizza and fish and chips and chocolate bars every single day and this just reduces the breakdown and absorption of these foods so what that's saying to me is it it messes up your digestion so that you can't absorb the calories or nutrients from your food anymore it says uh, it reduces the breakdown and absorption of these nutrients into calories um, and then the result is reduced calorie intake which helps you to lose more weight than dieting and exercise alone so that's it. It stops you from digesting your food, and instead of digesting it, it all comes out into your into your bed. And you, it, you it also it. sounds kind of rubbish because oh. the food has cal- food has energy in it anyway. Like a calorie is just a measure of how much energy is in that food. Mm. So it's not it can't get rid of the energy in the food. It's just stopping you taking that in somehow in your gut. That doesn't sound very healthy. It's probably going to cause some serious damage. Yeah, it just doesn't sound it doesn't sound like a good solution to me. And you, you might be thinking, listening to this, like, oh, no, if it was bad, it would be illegal. Basically, still, it's notorious. The UK supplement industry is really unregulated, like even worldwide. It's notoriously unregulated. I've heard a lot of professionals talk about it. So it hasn't reached the point yet where we've actually banned all these ridiculous supplements. So you might think it shouldn't be allowed, but more than likely, it's going to be one of these things they, they find out later is not good for you. So if you're taking them i'd probably stop as soon as you can that is my uh, public service announcement today stop taking the fat binders and if, just because it's called xls medical i could, we could have named our, our brand trinity medical doesn't mean that we actually know what we're doing pretty much i mean but there is a positive here that this product contains no artificial colorings flavorings salt or preservatives <laughs> it'll stop you from digesting your food properly and you might shit the bed but you're not going to take in any preservatives so you don't have to worry everything's completely it'll all be fine probably not if it if it stops you taking any any nutrients as well i don't know how your body's going to function because the nutrients that you get out of food is what keeps you alive and you will probably die without them i mean my recommendation would just be just just eat like a normal person learn how to eat food like a normal person without gaining loads of fat, without being unhealthy, to make good, healthy choices every single day, to do a little bit of exercise, do a moderate amount of exercise, and then just keep doing that. 
just learn how to do that and learn how to keep doing that. If you want to learn how to do that, if you're not, if you're one of these people who just, you just don't, you're not living that way currently, you're living a very unhealthy way, unhealthy lifestyle. We do have a brand new Trinity Lifestyle app out, which is £9 a month. For £9 a month, it's going to teach you everything you need to just eat foods, eat the foods that you want to eat, normal foods, and do that, eat in moderation, eat, make good choices, exercise regularly, and just stay healthy, be healthy, tone up. And feel in control. That's one of the big things we want people to get out of it. Yeah, you understand what foods you're putting into your body. You're able to make good choices with those foods. You're not feeling like you're in this constant struggle, battling your own cravings and your thoughts in your mind. You just live healthily. You become one of those people who just lives a healthy lifestyle. And then that shows on the outside because of what you're doing on the inside. And I mean, Harkit, I don't know if Harkit's still on, but she's a great um, example of this. I'm not allowed to see who's still on. That's a shame. Because um, Harkit is now doing um, a nutrition course. She's now going to do a personal training course, potentially. She's someone who came with us just to kind of learn a bit more about, about fitness and then has got really into it and turned, turned her life not around because she was already kind of starting this journey, but taking it to this next level. So you can really turn things around. So what else can we can we talk about? So, so we've talked about on. fat binders. Oh, go on. You were doing the recap. I was <laughs> going to do the do. same thing. We're in the same mindset. We're, talk, <laughs> we've talked about slimming shakes. We've talked about fat binding pills. Um, I'm going to go in order of what's not, what's, I don't know what I'm going to go. I'll go with the order on the thing. Neil plans. This is my next one. Neil plans. A lot of, a lot of approaches out there will give you a meal plan. Weight loss approaches, fitness plans, things that claim. They'll be claiming that they're going to help you live a healthy lifestyle and then they give you a a meal plan in order to try and achieve this lifetime, long-term transformation. So a meal plan, if you're not familiar with this, is where somebody just tells you for breakfast you're going to eat eggs and oats and for lunch you're going to have chicken breasts and uh, spinach and for dinner you're going to have whatever else, piece of salmon, and some potatoes and then you have to stick to this menu that somebody's given you and if you stick to it you can put a big check in the box and say i won today and if you don't stick to it you have to give yourself a cross and say today i've failed and the good thing about a meal plan is it is going to make you get you to make healthy choices it's quite easy you don't have to really think about you know you don't have to think about counting calories a lot of people are scared of counting calories so for those people it seems like a very easy option you just cook the foods that you've been given follow the recipes eat the recipes and hopefully everything turns out great but rob what are some of the pitfalls that you may fall into if you're taking one, if you're doing one of these meal plans and why do we think it's not really a lifetime lifetime solution okay so i actually think as we were talking about just before this podcast before we kicked it off meal plans are not a terrible idea for certain people like if you're just starting out trying to eat healthier and you have no idea like you've never been shown by anyone what healthy food might look like or healthy way of eating might look like it might be it might be a good idea for that that being said though we have never actually given our clients a specific meal plan we've had over three and a half thousand clients now really high success rate and i don't really believe people need them because the big problem i see with meal plans is they don't really teach people what works like we talked about earlier they don't really teach you how to take you're eating into your own hands. All they te- really teach you is, here's something and you just follow that like mindlessly basically. You just go and buy the food, 
you cook the food, you eat it, and you lose weight. But what happens if you want to eat something different? What happens if you want to go out with your friends and um, and socialize and have a meal out or with your family? Or if your family don't want to eat that food that night, then what happens? And it leaves a lot of people in a very tricky place. Like we've had a lot of people email us and say to us, like, I've, I'm just fed up of cooking for this meal plan now. A, it's cost me loads of money. It's not really food I like that much. And I'm having to eat it separately from my family because my family are fed up of this diet food. So I think the biggest problems are it doesn't really teach you why it's working and how to take things into your own hands. So when you go away after having done this meal plan, you still don't really know how to manage things on your own. You still don't know what really works. And you also end up kind of isolated, not being able to eat with other people, because again, you don't know how to control things on your own. So I think it could be a, it could be something that works for certain people at the beginning. Some people like that kind of rigidity and strictness. Um, but in my opinion, it's not a long-term solution. It's a short-term solution again. This is this, this whole podcast theme is basically there's a lot of short-term solutions that might get you some rapid results for a little bit, but none of them are really going to get you that that lifetime transformation if that's what you're after. If you want to stop yo-yo dieting, none of those things are really going to help you. And I think meal plans are just another one. They might be a stepping stone. They might be something you do before you learn how to do something else, but I don't really feel like it's a stepping stone that's needed. Like I don't know how about you, Ben, but... I didn't find I needed it and I don't really think many of our clients miss it. Yeah, I think um, what it really takes away is it takes away that, that thing that Harkett was saying where you know when you're in the supermarket looking at two pieces of two loaves of bread side by side and in intuitively knowing which one of these is going to be better and which one's going to be worse. It takes that away. So while you may see results for let's say a three month or a six month period following a meal plan, you can still be in the situation where as soon as that's finished, you're stood there in the supermarket holding two products up like this, holding two food packets and just looking at them in absolute confusion. You still have no idea which one you should buy, which one you should put into your body, or just generally how to eat without somebody else telling you the meals that you need to eat. It's like going through your entire life with somebody holding your hand and leading you everywhere. And then as soon as that person walks away from you and says, well, I'm done now, you've got to guide yourself. You're lost. You're, you have no idea where to go. You're just still clueless about where to go, still clueless about what to do. And yeah, it takes away that element of control, which I think is so important because you've got to really think uh, a lot of approaches out there focus on, you know, how are we going to get this person results over the next 90 days? Or if you're lucky, how many? How are we going to get these person results over the next 180 days? six months or however long but you've got to really think if how old are you so let's say you're 30 years old 35 years old 40 years old um you've probably still got another 40 50 years to live so you've got to think if you're thinking in terms of just 90 days like how am i going to get through the next 90 days and lose some weight you've really got to consider that you've got you've got so many years left of your life and if you don't learn how to actually eat right if you don't learn how to take control of your nutrition, how to consistently exercise, how to live a healthy lifestyle for the rest of those 50 years, you just it's not going to happen. You're going to just keep going through 90-day blocks of good good eating and good exercising and then periods where you completely fall off track and you have to start from scratch again. Yeah, unless you plan on doing this yo-yo dieting, weight going up and down, up and down, up and down, misery for the rest of your life, then you've got to reconsider like your options because 
it's great losing a little bit of weight and seeing that fast result. But if it's if it's something you're gonna have to do for the next 40, 50 years, I don't know about you, but that's not how I I would want to live my life. And um, the long term view is very difficult, I think, for humans to digest. I struggle with this, especially like in areas like business or to be honest, most things. We're like as a, we just want these fast results. We see people with the results. We're like, oh, that person's already done really well. I want to be like that. But the reality is to get there, it's not going to happen overnight and it's probably going to take you a little while. If you've spent 10, 20, 30 years abusing your body, not eating healthily, doing loads of bad diets that don't really do anything healthy, they just starve you or make you have loaded loaded shakes or supplements, then it's not going to be something you can reverse in a week or two weeks, three weeks. It's, it's almost like learning a whole new life skill, learning how to stay in shape long term. And... Um, is possible it's not like it's going to take forever luckily it doesn't take as long as it would take to mess up your body but um it's not going to happen overnight it probably won't happen in 30 days 60 days maybe not 90 days it's something you're gonna to have to take some time build some habits break some bad habits but you can get there like there are solutions that's our focus is to get you that lifetime change that lifestyle transformation so where were we at Meal plans. Meal plans, yeah. So solution. What should you do instead of doing a meal plan? First of all, as Rob said, if you're if you're just starting out and you have no clues, nothing wrong with choosing a meal plan. A lot of approaches have meal plans. They will get you eating making healthy choices. If they can get you to cut out the bad foods, if they can get you to eat roughly the right amount, then that's great. That's a good positive change to your life. But when you're ready to make that next step and you want to learn exactly what foods you need to put into your body, so how to cook anything you like, how to make you know, how to just turn up at your house and be like, these are the ingredients I've got in my cupboard. I'm going to make this and I know this is going to be healthy. I know this is going to help me to stay toned and everything that I want. To get to that approach, you've really got to gain an education and understanding of nutrition. And I would say the best way to get there is to start tracking calories and learning how all of these things work. It may sound complicated. It may sound like a minefield and like you're being asked to do loads of maths, but really... It's easier than you think. Tracking calories, tracking the foods you eat can be done in maybe 10 to 15 minutes per day. Um, and there's literally only a couple of numbers you need to aim for. So if you're overwhelmed when you look at tracking calories, tracking macros, whatever people are telling you to do, just know all you really need to do is you need to have a number of calories to aim for, which is right for you. Um, there's no magic number. Rob said the average of our clients is about 1,700, but obviously, depending on who you are, someone who's 100 kilograms and someone who's 40, 45, 50 kilograms are going to need a completely different program to each other in terms of calories. So you need the calorie number which is right for you. That has to be tailored to you otherwise otherwise it's not going to work. And the second thing you need, the only other thing you need to focus on is how much protein you take in. Again, that's tailored to you depending on your body, depending on how, how much body fat you've got on your on yourself. Um, and if you've got those two numbers, how much calorie, how many calories do I need? How much protein do I need? And you stick to those two numbers every day, that's pretty much going to give you all of the results and a few bonuses if you want to start looking at fats and carbs as well as you can but we don't even get our clients to track fats and carbs really we don't we don't get them to um to count that as part of their scores just the calories and just the protein keep it as simple as possible because the key is learning to do this over a longer period of time and to keep it flexible enough that you can you know you're not obsessing over it because it does become a problem when you get obsessed with tracking your calories um, you do start to lose your enjoyment of food 
it does start to become a chore. So it's really important to keep it really simple, really, really easy. Um, and then the last thing is just to understand food choices. But again, this is about education. This is about being able to look at the two different food items, have a look at the ingredients list, what's actually in them, and just avoid certain things. So trying to avoid all the processed sugars, try to avoid too many preservatives and additives and chemicals and vegetable oil. If you know what you look out for, what to look out for, you can very easily know which products are good to eat, which are going to be healthy, which are going to make you feel good and have good energy levels, and which ones you're going to eat and you're going to feel crap and you're going to feel they're going to make you feel really bad and they're going to make you they're going to ruin your results. So the solution is really to educate yourself about how much food to put into your body and what types of food to put into your body and then just learn how to track that which should take about 15 minutes per day. You can do it with my fitness power which is a free app. And then if you want the guidelines, all of the stuff I just mentioned, you know, the calorie targets, the nutrition target, the um, protein target, and guidance on what kind of foods to eat, you can find all of that in our Trinity Lifestyle app if you want to grab that for £9 a month. Um, yeah, that plus my fitness pal, you've got pretty much everything you need in terms of nutrition. That's what I would yep. say. Obviously, and I wouldn't say that. <laughs> you don't have to track forever, ever. That would be the last thing I add to this very quickly. I think a lot of people worry that you need to track for the rest of your life and you don't. You, tracking is just a way of guaranteeing you're eating the right amount for you and that is what drives fat loss. So tracking is basically a way of guaranteeing you see results as long as you stick to it, obviously, and as long as you're honest with your tracking. And therefore, it's the fastest way to get to where you want to go. Like every other diet that's that's not telling you how it's working is also controlling your calories. It'll just be less accurate. So tracking is the fastest way to get to the result always, um, but you don't have to do it forever. So once you're at your result or you're near your result and you've learned, so through the process of tracking, we've had countless, countless, countless clients, members of the Trinity tribe tell us, I learned so much about food from tracking. I now I've learned this food was terrible that I never knew and this food actually I could fit into my diet, no problem that I thought I shouldn't eat. It'll teach you loads and loads of things about food because you're constantly working out what's in food and then you will know for the rest of your life then what you can have, what you can't get away with. And you can then at some stage not have to track anymore. Like Ben and I don't track our food all the time. Like I very rarely track my food anymore because I've got to the where I want to be and I know intuitively how to eat now. This is one, of the, developing uh, that. one of the little known secrets of the whole kind of fat loss, getting fitter, getting more toned process is that once you, if if you get to where you want to be with a very sustainable approach, um, and you focus on you know building your metabolism, building healthy habits, all of this kind of stuff, it does become ridiculously easy. You can get away with like, I can get away with just skipping the gym for a long period of time, not really go backwards in progress very much, not track my food, eating out at restaurants, going on holiday, all of this stuff, and everybody can get to that stage, I believe, because. You get to the point where like 80% of the time, without even thinking about it, you're living a healthy life. And then the 20% of the time is still enjoying being not so healthy, eating, you know, things that you perhaps, perhaps are not the ideal choice. Um, I had another point to make now. That I've completely forgotten what it was. Um, I'll jump in whilst you're thinking, because we've also had members over the last Christmas and the Christmas before, since we've really perfected our system, messaging us over Christmas being like, I basically, or just after basically, saying I actually enjoyed Christmas, I indulged, but it's the first Christmas ever I haven't gained weight. Or it's the first Christmas ever I haven't been stressed out about food and I've still managed to maintain where I've got to. Mm. So this it is a reality, not just for me and Ben, 
because I know we're obviously naturally skinny guys, but it's a reality for our members as well, is you can get to this point where you don't have to stress about food anymore all the time. Because if you build more muscle through lifting weights, which is what we teach, if you boost your metabolism, which comes from that and not starving yourself, then there's, and you actually educate you yourself on what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat, then you get to a point where you know exactly what to do and you know how to do it. And if you've worked on your mindset, you can stick to it as well. And that is the end game, the end goal that we aim for. This is where we're at. This is where our members who've been with us for a long time are at. And you can get there too. The thing that won't get you there is these quick fixes, these diets, all these strict approaches, because they'll never actually teach you how to get there and they'll ruin your metabolism. So you'll never be able to maintain a healthy weight easily. It'll always be really difficult because your metabolism gets ruined by these starvation approaches, by these strict approaches. And because they don't teach you what to do, you're just clueless. So you probably end up eating things that will cause you to gain weight or eating too much. So it is possible, there is hope, but it's probably not by doing the things you've been doing. Otherwise it would have already worked for you. Yeah. Um, I remember what I was gonna say. The whole, you can look at this process of like shifting your lifestyle, kind of like learning to drive. So as Rob said, you don't have to stick to doing all the calorie tracking and everything for ages. But if you think back to when you were learning to drive, you have to go and do the driving lessons and you have to sit in the car with the instructor and go through these hour long intensive sessions. They are stressful. They are difficult. They're a hassle. You have to do 20 or so lessons. And you, But as soon as you've got your license and you passed your test and you know how to drive, it then becomes very easy. Then you're just driving around the place you're hardly even thinking about it. Everybody's had that moment where you're on the motorway and you forget you're even driving. You've just been daydreaming and you've been changing lanes, doing all kinds of stuff. It all just happens automatically. And that's exactly the same with the, um, when you get that knowledge of nutrition and exercise. At first, building those habits can be quite difficult. But once they're built, you just go through this on autopilot. It's kind of, you'll automatically stay fit and healthy just by the way that you act. And it won't take much, that much effort anymore. It'll be very easy and it'll just be part of the way you live your life. Yeah, that's a really good metaphor. And like you will make mistakes. That's the other thing. I think people feel like they should never make mistakes. That's probably a whole podcast, so I won't get into it. But like when you're doing your driving lessons, which is what tracking calories is basically like, and going through education videos and things like that. Mm. When you're doing those things, you'll probably make some mistakes. You'll probably do some things. Um, you might eat too much one day. You might not eat enough another day. Just like in a driving lesson, you might bump into the curb one day. Um, you might pull out in front of someone you shouldn't have done and your driver instructor has to slam the brake on the second one. I don't know what that's called. Um, so don't be afraid. Like, well, you're going to be afraid of making mistakes. We're human, but you're going to, so don't worry about it too much. But as Ben said, once you've passed your driving lessons and you've done enough practice, it just becomes easy. And it's hard to believe probably now, like it was, I can remember my first driving lesson and the instructor was like, right, we're going to pull onto the dual carriageway now. Um, first driving lesson, because I guess I'm really into cars. I was kind of a bit more confident, but still driving this machine just felt terrifying. I'm sure some of you remember who were doing it. I remember like thinking about changing gear. It took me about 10 seconds. And he was like, you need to go into fourth now. I was going down the slip road, probably at like 20 miles an hour. I was trying to get into fourth gear and I put it in second and then I put it into like reverse or something. And I was like panicking and sweating and I was like really into cars. And I was just... I was trying to get onto this dual carriageway and it was the, it was just felt like the most dangerous thing in the world. I was like, I should not be allowed to be doing this. And I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm unable to steer the car and change gear and get it in the right gear. I feel like I'm going to crash into everyone. And then 10 years later, or it wasn't even 10 years, a year later, didn't have to really think about it anymore. 
And it's exactly the same with nutrition. It's a skill. And I think this is what a lot of people overlook because there's like all these diets and stuff are like going to the go-karting track or going on like little toy cars at the fun fair. They're great, but they don't really get you anywhere, teach you anything long-term. Whereas if you went and learned how to drive a real car and do driving lessons and stuff like that, then you can get yourself from A to B for the rest of your life. Doing these diets is just like going to the fun fair and going on the little like dodgems. That's an even better example. Driving around being like, this is great. Smash into something, it all goes wrong. And just keep doing that. That's what you're doing with these diets. You're doing dodgems. You want to learn to drive a real car and get from A to B on your own. Then uh, comes Trinity Lifestyle. Weirdest pitch ever. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, but it was like kind it. of weird. I think it's good. So, next one. We've done slimming shakes, fat burning pills, meal plans, why they don't work and why they do work sometimes. Next thing is slimming clubs. So again, I'm going to start with the positives of these things. I'm going to start with the positives. So what I like about slimming clubs is that they have a lot of accountability built in. The fact that you have to go down somewhere every single week to your church hall or whatever it is, and you have to get weighed in front of other people and you have to be there in front of the group and they're all going to be that people are checking up on you saying, you know, did you do what you said you would do? Did you lose the weight this week? Did you see the results? I think that's good because it does get people to stick to these things for long enough to see results. So people do see weight loss with these kind of slimming club approaches, which is good. However, they're not so good, uh, depending on which approach. Um, the big thing that tends to happen with this, what I hear a lot, is people who lose a lot of weight with these slimming club approaches, they lose a couple of stone, they lose three stone, they lose four stone, they see some really impressive impressive weight loss on the scales. But as soon as they stop, as soon as they go back to normal eating, the weight always comes back on. And you hear these people who they just go back to, they're going back to Slimming World, Weight Watchers, whatever it is, again and again and again. And every single time they go back, they, they do see that they do see results, they see the weight loss, but they're constantly the weight is going up and down. This is like the number one kind of cliche in fat loss. The person, the, the yo-yo dieter, who is stuck in a cycle of their weight going up and down, up and down, up and down doing swimming clubs over and over again, but never actually getting to the point where they're just they're just finished. They can just stop. They can just live a normal lifestyle, eat the foods they want, and stop being on a diet. So they end up on a diet for 20 years, which is a sad place to be, unfortunately. Yeah, really. Whole, like we've, We had some Lifetime Weight Watchers members. We've had a lot of them inside our programs. And... Um, just doesn't sound very fun to be honest the people tends to kind of beat the beat the life out of people i don't really know why i have to say i've never been to a slimming club um my my <laughs> my uh what's the word my vision of a slimming club in my mind is a uh, little britain with that lady that's saying <laughs> duft just eat duft or the what's the one the special diet cake where you you make it half the size and eat twice as much or something I don't know why that's 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 my vision of a slimming club but um they do tend to i don't know why you may know if you've been to one they tend to kind of rub the joy out of everyone i think it's because of the system they use because that weigh-in system whilst the accountability that ben said is great and i do think accountability is really important um that's what we do with all our online coaching clients we keep them accountable by saying did you do what you said you'd do and the same with those clubs the problem is weighing is a really bad metric for if you're actually doing the work because in one day, like fighters and boxers and people like this do this for weigh-ins, you can lose like half a, maybe a quarter of a stone, maybe even half a stone. 
if you don't drink anything, you take some diuretics and you wee all the water out, or you wear your like lightest clothes and you wore your heaviest clothes to the first meeting. Or um, what else can you do? There's loads and loads of techniques to make yourself lighter. Not eat anything, obviously. Inhale helium, probably a bit extreme for a slimming club. <laughs> but I've heard I've heard loads of people say all the things that they were ashamed to have done to to get that lower weigh in at the slimming club. Taking a poo, gone for a wee. They've gone and done everything they can to try and get that off, but it's not none of it's actually fat loss, and they've not eaten any differently all week. But they've just they've just conned the system, and then they're having to do it every week, and it just becomes this like this bullshit game of uh, of focusing so heavily on weight. And the problem with focusing so heavily on weight is you can you can it fluctuates through all these things: food, water, if you need to poo or not poo, <laughs> hormones make it change. So many things can make your weight change that it's really not a good metric and they're evaluating your whole success on that one number. So if you have a week where your hormones have fluctuated, maybe you've had your period or um, you maybe you're going through menopause and your hormones are all over the place and you stand on those scales and you see the weight's gone up a pound or two or three pounds. It could just be you drunk more water or your hormones have got, gone all over the place, but yet you're going to feel like a failure. And I think this is the problem is it makes you feel like a failure if your weight hasn't gone down. And the reality is your weight isn't going to go down every single week if you're following a sustainable approach. Like some weeks it probably won't. Like Angela Cox who lost, was it six and a half or eight and a half stone? The number a lot. I can't. I think it was eight and a half stone who we interviewed for this podcast in episode five. You might want to check that out if you haven't heard it. It's really good. Um, Really good advice from her. She lost eight and a half stone um, but she was saying her weight fluctuated all over the place so it's really not a good metric and she said she had to get rid of the scales because what happened when she was following a sustainable approach that eventually led to this eight and a half stone loss at the beginning was she lost I think a few pounds four or five pounds in the first week no weight for two weeks or she might have gained some weight and she thought it was failing she thought it wasn't working just like you might think with these slimming clubs you might think my weight's not changing or it's gone up a little bit it's not working but she was being consistent, she was doing the work, and then guess what happened in week four? She lost nine pounds. So weight is a really poor measure of progress, and yet these slimming clubs are still using it, despite like everyone who knows anything about fitness knowing that weight is a really bad measure of progress. So what we do, and what I think works a lot better, is to focus on actual uh, measure of how consistent you're being. Because consistency is what will lead to the results. Like This is something we've learned over the years the number one thing that leads to the result you want is just consistently following eating the right amount for you and doing a bit of exercise if you can so what we have our clients do is they track how much they do those things and the new trinity lifestyle app actually tracks how much you do all those things and displays it as a score so you could see if you're actually doing the work and i think those slimming clubs would work much better if they actually i know people could lie about it but they actually tracked if people were doing the work rather than measure their weight now, I do think it's good to measure results, but I think the better the better victories are like the non-scale victories as well. Like we had one I shared today, you may have seen it on our Instagram story. It was someone who's got into their, I think it was the dress they wore for their son's wedding or something like that five years ago and they've not been able to wear because they've gained weight over the last five years and they've got back into that. I think those kind of things are great, but focusing on weight alone, I think is a really bad, uh, so it's kind of a mind fuck. It can just throw you off completely because the minute you see the scale go up by a pound you can think it's not working you think i'll quit and then you're back to square one yet again mm. so that is my take on the, the 
I think that's the thing I would change most about slimming clubs. I have this weird vision I've just had in my mind of what slimming clubs are like, which is that when you're on the scales, if you're you're up there for some reason in front of everyone, first of all, I'm not even sure if how that works, if that's how it works. If everyone goes so. up one by one to get weighed. I have this I weird so. vision in my mind that you've gained two pounds and then for some reason everybody's throwing bottles at you and booing you off the stage, throwing tomatoes at you. Like, oh, you suck, get out. I'm sure that's not how it really is. <laughs> from, from what I've heard, it is pretty bad if you've actually not lost weight. They make you feel Everyone bad, just right? kind of like, they guilt yeah, they you. make you feel bad. Like, oh, you should have uh, stuck to it. You're, you're shit. Problem is, well, they'll judge you. They'll go, you're a fatty, you've overeaten, you're, you're greedy, and that's not necessarily the case. You might have just had some natural fluctuations. Well, you just, here's the other thing. If you, if you go to a swimming club and you exercise at the same time and you do a good type of exercise, so you do like weight training, weight-based exercise, which is what I'd always recommend, then you may actually just stop your weight from going down because you're getting more toned and you're building muscle tone at the same time. So you could like, you could fail at the slimming club and be told that you're doing terrible and still drop a dress size. That's the craziest part. Because a lot of our clients, they don't, it depends who you are. Some clients see big weight loss. Some clients don't see any weight loss. Some clients will gain weight. But what we're aiming for results wise, if we're talking about what numbers we're really looking at, is helping someone drop a dress size, get into smaller clothes, look smaller, feel smaller, feel feel happier and better with their cells, more toned, stronger, fitter. We're after all of those results, not just to make someone lighter. So, yeah, it's not really a fair metric to to put your to measure yourself up against. I mean, I think you could make a slimming world, a slimming group model, or a slimming club model work very well if you were to tweak it slightly. Stun, stop it focusing on weight so much. Make sure that make everybody do exercise. That's really important for health, really important for long-term results. Um, so yeah, there are good things about slimming clubs. But also, I think the problem is it's going to make you obsessed with weight. Yeah, I don't think that's a very healthy thing. I mean, if we take the name of Weight Watchers, <laughs> it's watching your weight. Weight Watchers, we will watch your weight. It's going to sound daft, but you know those words that just become like, you don't even think what they mean. Yeah, it's one of those. Some reason, I, I kind of knew that's what it meant, but I'd never really thought of it literally. But it is it is actually literally what it says in the tin weight watches. It's just like staring at the scale every day, getting depressed if it's gone up a pound, even if you've done all the work. <laughs> it's not. I just don't think that's a good way to live your life. But they, I mean, if you like if you like that, that's great. They can never change that either now. They're kind of, they're always going to have to focus on weight. Otherwise, I'll yeah, to, even though it's a rubbish a metric, company, wouldn't they really have to be turned to like dress size watches or whatever, <laughs> or happiness, happiness watches, oh, yeah, yeah. or happiness results watches. watches. <laughs> uh, I just all oh, well. of these approaches. I don't know. I just think that they're not set up to make you feel happy or positive or confident long term. They may be set up to make you feel to make you be lighter on the scales, but I don't think ultimately they're going to make you happy. I think it's, it's unlikely you'll keep it off either. So you might be happier for a bit. Mm. And that's when they quickly snap your testimonial and put it on the website. And then uh, then they leave you to your own devices and you're screwed. And then you regain all the weight again. And then you feel worse. This is another so, reason why mindset's so important. Because if your happiness is linked directly to the, the number you see on the scales, there's always going to be fluctuation in that. So you're always going to have fluctuation in your happiness. Basically. Yeah, doesn't Joe Wicks call it the sad step? I mean, 
a lot of people have caught on to the fact that this isn't healthy, but Weight Watchers are kind of doomed because that's their thing. <laughs> that's their jam is staring at the scales and feeling depressed every day. You know, each their own. They can do that all they want. Yep. I'm trying to think of a good good analogy for this. Like, what's it like measuring something? I'm trying to think of something that would be a really bad idea to, to, to base your happiness on. Um, that you can't actually really control very well. Like the temperature outside, mm, still not very good. I think it's like basing your happiness on how fast your car's going, rather than whether <laughs> you can control it. Rather than whether you arrive at the destination. Let's say you're trying to drive across London in traffic. If every time you come to a stop, you become miserable and start crying, you're not going to have a very happy journey, are you? But if your metric is, do I did I arrive on time? You could, you could sit in traffic all day. You could have stops and starts throughout your journey, but you could still eventually get there. As long as you're on time when you made it, as long as you make it there, then you can be happy. But if you're sad, if you're happy only when you're seeing progress, only when you're going fast, and you're sad every time you come to a stop, then you're going to have a miserable time. I struggle with being in traffic, so I think I need, a, I need to work on that. No, I do, I do definitely think that's a better analogy. That makes sense. And it's like, the thing is, you probably are making progress. This is the other thing. If you're being consistent, you're probably burning fat. But as Ben said, you might be building muscle at the same time, or you might be, it might be your time of the month. You might be, might be eating a bit more, drinking a bit more water or something that's causing your weight not to change. So it's just a bad metric because you, you might be making progress. It's just the number on the scales isn't, isn't actually showing you that. Yeah, sometimes. Because it's not supposed to. Like being stuck there is part of making progress. So yeah, like. If you go back to driving, if you're stuck in a traffic jam, sitting in the traffic jam is getting you closer to your destination. Even if you're waiting and you're not moving, you're just waiting. Eventually, if you stop waiting in the queue, if you pull over and just decided to give up, you'll never get there. But if you sit in the queue, you're going to get there eventually. Sometimes making forward progress involves stopping or stalling for a while, slowing down. And I mean, that's a big benefit of having a coach, like with our coaching where we do our monthly progress reviews we check in with all all our members and see how they're doing every month and review their progress and we can see okay things have stalled maybe we need to make some changes or maybe we need to tweak what you're doing maybe we need to change the nutrition targets like as ben said it's not a bad thing necessarily because then you can just say okay something's not working what's not working how can we fix it so um it's very easy to lose your mind when that happens but in reality it's actually a very good time to think okay something's not working what can i change so there's a there's a drift uh, there's a gift in the drift is what the, the warrior guys say that we were part of a group of before but i think there's yeah there's basically a gift in that in seeing your progress stalling in some some ways because it's saying something you're doing isn't working and then you can make some changes rather than panicking and saying oh no i must have to do a completely different thing a new plan a new shake diet a new fat binding pill or whatever it may be that's usually not going to be the answer Another thing to remember is, even if you're in, well, if you have the right approach with your fitness, even if you stall in terms of fat loss, even if you get stuck for three weeks not losing any body fat, if the reason for that stall is because your calories are a little bit too high, as long as you're continuing to do the things that you're, you're supposed to be doing, as Rob said, as long as you're still ticking off your workouts every day, you're eating decent foods, you're getting enough sleep, and you're getting you're getting your calories in and you're getting that consistent. If you're taking in too many calories, if you're doing the right type of exercise, 
that's going to be increasing your muscle tone. So having those extra calories is going to help to fuel your body to gain muscle, to increase muscle tone, to get stronger. So you're you're still going to be making progress in a way. You're going to be boosting metabolism, getting stronger. But um, and then it's just a simple tweak to get you towards the goal that you want, the fat loss. Now the the problem with other approaches is if your approach is not kind of right. If, for example, you were doing cardio in that situation, um, and you're eating too many calories and doing cardio at the same time, you're not getting all those benefits of toning up, boosting metabolism, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You may get a bit fitter, might get some like you know cardiovascular fitness, but when it comes to body composition, so toning up and losing fat weight training is is key i don't know how i got so off topic onto weight training then <laughs> basically what i was saying is you cannot see what you cannot see your weight changing or not even see fat loss but still see progress forwards it's just progress that that can't be seen one of the most difficult things that our clients have to come to grips with is what we do i don't i don't know if anybody else does this in terms of online plans but after a period of of low calories maybe three to six months we then go through a metabolism boosting phase. So we help somebody to rebuild their metabolism back up. And it's usually like telling someone some really bad news when you tell them this, like, oh, well, we're going to have to increase your calories for 12 weeks. You're probably not going to lose any inches or body fat during that time. You might, some people do, but you may just stay exactly the same in terms of your inch measurements for 12 weeks. Um, but the aim of that is we're literally boosting someone's metabolism and then their strength will go up a lot. They'll get a lot more strong, a lot stronger, a lot more toned, um, they'll be lifting more weights in the gym they may lose a bit of body fat they may not the metabolism is going to increase but they won't see any visual changes that's one of the hardest things people to come to grip with to come to grips with and I think that's why it's so important we have the mindset element in our program so people don't lose their mind when they go for 12 weeks putting in effort ticking off things every single week but not necessarily seeing that number go down on the scales and it's 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 confusing to get your head around the fact that sometimes not seeing that progress, not seeing that like weight loss progress for 12 weeks is actually taking you more forwards towards your goals. Or it's at least like locking you into where you've got to, which is a thing that a lot of people struggle with because mm. they don't do this reverse dieting or metabolism building process. They diet for ages, their metabolism slows down, which is what happens when you eat less food. And then they jump back up to normal amount of calories and then they regain weight because their metabolism slowed down. Mm. So it's actually a really important process again. Like this stuff's not simple. This stuff's not something you can just figure out or you can do with a really basic PDF plan or something. This is the problem, I think. Like a lot of us want to get the result with a really basic thing um, or just by doing one thing. But actually there's phases, there's different stages that you need to go through to get to that result. You've got to develop your mindset. You've got to learn to build habits with exercise. You've got to learn to build habits with food and eating. You've got to also learn how to lose fat. You've got to also learn how to cement in that progress and recover your metabolism. There's a lot of different stages to it. Now, luckily, we do break this all down inside our, you know, our app and our coaching program. So you just follow it and uh, it'll teach you everything you need in bite-sized chunks. So by the end of it, you'll get everything we're talking about. Because it might seem really overwhelming, I'm guessing, to some people who are listening or watching. I think like these guys are just talking nonsense or but there's like a million things they've talked about today yeah which is why our programs are over 90 days to a year because it does take time to learn this stuff you can't just learn it in one go it's going to be overwhelming so that's why we break it all down and the idea and that is, actually brings well, me can, oh go on you can, i was gonna say that i was gonna that say that brings me on to the next point which is the 
the last thing that you said is can be kind of a lie again is whilst I think there's a lot of positives to them, these online plans, the kind of PDF plans, you might have seen them, um, where you get sent a PDF, maybe with a meal plan in it or something. They again, probably don't guide you through enough of these phases. They might guide you through something very basic, one thing, but they don't guide you through enough of these stages. So all that really happens is you see a bit of progress and then you still don't really know how to cement that in, how to see long-term change. What were you gonna say, Ben, before I uh, steamrolled over you? Uh, when you were saying that people can um, go for like a year inside of one of our programs, the idea of that is, it might sound like a really long time, but the idea is you spend a year learning how to actually you know, live a healthy lifestyle and then you spend 40 years implementing everything you've learned during that one year. So you actually end up saving yourself years of struggling. And years of money doing more rubbish diets, mm. more dodgy plans and more quick fixes. Like you've got to weigh up the options, haven't you? You've got to say, what's the cost of me not learning this properly? Because I think, I think a lot of people just settle for the fact they think they have to diet, do diets for the rest of their life and this is their life. They do yo-yo dieting, they go on a diet, they go off a diet, they go on a diet, they go off a diet. Every Christmas, they eat too much, they then go on a diet. Then it comes to summer and they need to get in shape again, they go on another diet. Then winter, they do nothing. We know what, we know that happens because uh, we see the trends pretty blatantly. Um, but that isn't actually the only option. I think a lot of people are settling for that option because they feel like that's the only one. And they feel like that's that's all they can do and all they're capable of and maybe that they're different or that they're just never meant to be in really good shape. They're meant to just kind of try and try and lose a bit of weight every now and again, but never really get to where they want to be. And like, that doesn't have to be the case at all, but it will take some work. It will take some learning stuff and it might take a little bit more time than a 28 day fix. Mm. So the online plans, what, what's, the, what's the good things about them, first of all, Ben? Let's get into that, because there's a lot of good things about these new online plans that are out there. I'd say with, the, with an online fitness plan, um, there are a lot of really good good trainers and coaches out there who do just know. They know the fundamentals of how to lose weight, for example. Um, people have cottoned on to the fact that tracking calories works, or eating the right amount of calories works. Doing some weight training is also a great idea. So you can go to loads of places and get someone to put together a really good plan for you that you can download and it will have all the workouts you need to do. It will have all the nutrition information you need to follow. Um, but the problem with plans, although you can get a really good plan, in theory would be perfect. This is what we used to make. We would just, back in the day, me and Rob would make plans. We'd make a plan and it would be perfect. It would be like what we would do in an ideal world if we had infinite willpower, we never got bored. You know, it'd be however many workouts per week, hard workouts, perfect calorie targets, um, perfectly strict with the food. But we never really thought about teaching people how to stick to these plans. So where Slimming Clubs gives you a lot of accountability and they help you to stick to something for 90 days or 180 days or whatever, um, an online plan is like the opposite. Like they can give you the all the things that you should do in theory, but they don't give you any kind of accountability in order to put that into action. They don't teach you any of the kind of mindset side of things of putting that into action either. Yeah, so they kind of um, they're missing a very important element, I guess, which is how to stick to element. And I mean, as Ben said, you can create the most perfect plan in the world, but if you can't stick to it, then you're not going to see any results. I think that's also another situation a lot of people are stuck in, is they like they bought one of these plans and it's probably great in theory, 
but it doesn't fit around their life. It doesn't teach them any better habits or how to how to break those habits and build better ones. Doesn't really teach you any of those steps. Ben is just getting walked in on. <laughs> Mum's coming in. Say that. <laughs> that reminded me of the. Um, is it was it BBC News program? Oh, where they yeah the reporters and the and there's yeah. this kid runs in in the background and the wife. Comes Two in different kids come in, don't they? The one comes in and like the. <laughs> One comes in on the baby... Uh, the baby, like, stroller thing. Baby walker. Yeah. Runs in. And the the mum drags it back out again, doesn't she? Yeah. And the guy's trying to pretend nothing's <laughs> happened. That's a good I one. didn't see any, anyone in your clip, though. No. Yours was not very dramatic. She said hi. I said nothing. Um, we have been going for an hour and a half. It's pretty solid. If anyone's stuck with us for the whole time, I'm impressed. If you've enjoyed this and you're watching this live... Please give it a thumbs up or a love heart or a, a laughing face. What other ones are there? Tag a friend in there as well who's um, who may have been falling victim to some of these things. Slimming shakes, fat binding pills, meal plans, slimming clubs, online plans. Any of these things. Um, I can't even remember where we got to now, Rob. I've completely, I'll be honest, I've completely forgotten. Basically, you need a uh, something that's going to shift a lot of different things. There's a lot of moving elements mm. in trying to get in shape. And um, all of those approaches are kind of missing something. Now, what we've tried to develop is something that's not missing any of these pieces um, as best as we can anyway, based on five years of experience. So that's where we've ended up with our uh, with our new Trinity Lifestyle Plan and the app that comes with it. We tried to inc incorporate everything so you can learn what you need to know. You can build the habits you need to build that will fit around your life rather than taking them over. Uh, you can learn how to eat real food and you can learn how to eat what you want to eat and still see the results you want over time and it includes workouts nutrition every single thing you need and as ben said combine that with my fitness pal which is what it's designed to do it'll teach you how to use that for the as the weapon that it is to see the results you want to want to achieve so that brings us to the end of today's motivation method podcast but before you go we have some important announcements Piece one is if you're not currently subscribed on iTunes to the Motivation Method podcast, get yourself subscribed today. Number two, if you're not currently getting access to the daily motivation emails and action guides found at trinitytransformation.co.uk, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk and get that done today and we'll start sending those your way. The final piece of this is our Motivation Masterclass Challenges. If you're ready to finally unleash your inner motivation and willpower with a customized action plan and your own personal coach and the support of our Trinity tribe, head on over to trinitytransformation.co.uk today and sign up for our Motivation Masterclass and we'll get you started right away. And last but not least, if you're listening to this show and you're getting value from it, number one, do the things that we talk about here. And number two, you don't pay us to do this. So instead, all we ask of you is to simply share this show with one person who you think it could help today. So this is Rob Burkhead. And this is Ben Hughes. And this has been the Motivation Method Podcast. See you on the next one.